what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me, what can I do for you? It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it with you with me, then, brother. Show me the money! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wooten White Show. This is our first DFS podcast of the season. We're talking Moneyball Week 2 and I'm joined on the hotline bling by my buddy Josh Woot. How you going buddy? Hi, what's DFS? <laughs> DFS is, you know, defined by the Macquarie Dictionary as daily fantasy sports and uh, we're going to be talking NFL DFS and uh, Moneyball is producing the heat. There's plenty of contests up for grabs at the moment. So there's an NFL Sunday Blitz free roll. So that's a free entry for everyone that wants to just, you know, jump in, sign up and give it a go. There's a $4,000 Sunday Blitz with $4,000 guaranteed, $15 entry. There's a $1 Sunday Blitz, which is $250 guaranteed. There's a $2,000 Sunday Blitz champion for all you high rollers. That's a $150 entry and only 15 spots. So if, you, if you're feeling confident in your lineup, that's something you want to you know, roll the dice on. And then there's some Packers and Bears specials. The where there's, big rollers. Yeah, the high rollers. The, rollers. the uh, $1,000 and $2,000 uh, entries in, in the specials for the Sunday night and Monday night football game. So there's plenty of contests available. And there's also some double-ups where the top 50% win uh, you know, double your money, and there's all sorts of different contests starting starting at a dollar, and there's two dollar ones, five dollar ones, all sorts of contests. So there's plenty available. Just head to moneyball.com.au and and jump into the lobby, right? Yep. Yep. All right. So if you listened to the show last year, we we talked, uh, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, obviously, and then we mentioned defense and kicker a little bit, but we talked start, sit, and you know, a contrarian or a bargain basement play. So uh, we're gonna jump straight into it so who's the quarterback that you're starting this week um i think we're thinking along the same lines here but going up against the new orleans saints i like mr eli who eli and i haven't been friends in the past but at seven thousand two hundred, he he's looking at a mighty fine price there yeah i think when you look at all the other elite options this week that have good matchups i think he was the best price like a lot cheaper than say matthew stafford or matt ryan or Derek carr who should be in some big games, even Carson Palmer as well. But yeah, I feel really confident about um, Eli Manning against this uh, Saints defense that just lost Delvin Bro, their best cover corner. And last time they played, he went, he put up 300 plus yards and and six touchdowns. So you think he's gonna have a big one? And on the other side of the coin, Drew Brees is a good option if you can afford it. But he's you know fifteen hundred dollars dearer. So you know you take take what you can get with that. Yep. Who's your uh, sit this week? My sit. Uh, even though I still think he'll have a reasonably fine game, is your boy, Mr. Andrew Luck. I think people will see 
the people that uh, you know are slave to statistics and see that you know luck just flat out balled last week, and they'll think, well, why not get the best quarterback or the highest scoring quarterback from week one to put in my team? I don't think he's going to have everything his own way against the Denver defense. So save your money. It's what is he's one thousand five hundred dollars less Man- uh, Eli Manning is than Luck, and I'm. I, I'm not sure about you, but I think Manning's going to score more points than Luck will. Yeah, and it's opposite ends of the spectrum. Andrew Luck playing the best defense in the league, and Eli Manning probably playing the worst. So, and then you're getting 1500 of that you can use elsewhere in your lineup. Uh, mine's Aaron Rodgers, who's the top price quarterback at $9,000. Great quarterback, had a great game last week, really flashy plays and some unbelievable throws. I think he'll have a good game, but at his price, he's he's struggled recently against Minnesota's. Uh, Mike Zimmer led defense, so I'm just at that price and and that defense, which I really rate the Minnesota defense. I think they're, you know, one of the best, maybe three or four defenses in the NFL. I think uh, I'm just avoiding Aaron Rodgers and and going with a different option. But yeah, I think Eli Manning's a, a quarterback we're putting in all our lineups this week, except one lineup I tried my contrarian play, and that's your boy Carson Wentz at five thousand. This is one of the last weeks that you can get some of these rookie quarterbacks at their, you know, basement. Bargain basement price, and at $5,000 against the Bears defense, I kind of like the matchup. I think that could be a bit of a little bit of a shootout on, you know, on primetime football. So I, d- I don't mind Wentz at 5000 Nice. Uh, my contrarian is Mr. Flacco going up against the Cleveland Browns defense. So we saw how um, successful Wentz was against that Cleveland Brown defense, and Flacco, who's been there, done that, I think can have some success against that defense. Another one, similar to the whole Carson Wentz thing, I think that um, Mr. Simeon for the Denver Broncos at $5,000 also might have something to say against the Colts defense who was leaking points against Detroit last week. Yeah, it's not a not a uh, good defense at this point. They're down to their eighth or ninth cornerback at this at you know at this point in the season. That's really scary, and I'm worried about my my Colts defense long term. But yeah, Simeon, not a bad uh, play as well. Let's move on to the running back position. And who's your must start this week? My must start. I've got I've got three. Wow. So how, do you do you want to go say one? I've got three players that I think you could just chuck in there and they'd be all great stuff. All right. Well, I'll, I'll name mine just in case, uh, you know, we don't double up or if bet, we do. You... I bet you we double up. I D- bet you. D'Angelo Williams is a must-start for me. It's $7,100. Um, given all the injuries that Pittsburgh have for their, you know, other pass catchers on that team and uncertainty, he, he's taken a huge role in the passing game. And not only that, he ran the ball so well last week in Le'Veon Bell's absence and, you know, you can use him until Le'Veon Bell gets back for for a really good price, and he's a, he's a strong runner of the football, and and I just think he does everything in this half PPR format. I think he's a he's a must start um, in that in that Steelers Cincinnati game, which is going to be a doozy. And he's come out and tweeted that he hates Cincinnati already, so it's gonna he's he's fired up. <laughs> Spicy meatball. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't have him. So wow. There, you go. there we go. Options. Right, um, okay, I'll I'll say my three starts. My my first start, I think, um, CJ Anderson. Yep. Has you know a huge opportunity here to completely annihilate the Colts Thanks. on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, all good. But, I mean, we saw last week how well Abdullah and uh, Theo Riddick played, and the amount of points that they accumulated, and Anderson going up against what we thought was a stout front seven against Carolina 
he he tore him to shreds. So I mean, yep. that is like an if that's an elite unit and CJ and uh, CJ Anderson and Kubiak's you know offensive line magic, that's what he did to that front seven. Imagine what he can do against the Colts front seven. So that is one player that I'm definitely looking at. My um, another player is Mr. Danny Woodhead. By the way, do you realize that I've named both your starting running backs in our fantasy league? Yeah, I'm, anyway. I'm keen. And I like the Woodhead pick. That you know, Woodhead and Anderson were on my radar. Yeah. So Danny Woodhead, Keenan Allen, it's, it's going to be, I think San Diego is going to find it really difficult to win games. I think they'll still keep games competitive yep. because they've still got Rivers and they've still got, you know, some solid players around there, but they don't have that elite... Um, playmaking option now that Allen's out, but Danny Woodhead showed last week that he's very capable. He's he, um, yeah, he was catching everything. He was running hard. He was running well. So I think him at five eight, CJ Anderson at six five. There's more expensive players out there that won't get close to the amount of points that they'll get to. Yep. And what was number three? Number three was uh, Lamar Miller. So Miller going up against Kansas City. We saw what. Um, the success that Danny Woodhead and Melvin Gordon in particular had against Kansas City last week, especially in the first half before Keenan Allen went down. Yep. Melvin Gordon, was he was um, patient, and you saw the, the, the lanes just opened up. So I, I feel that Lamar Miller, even though he is you know, $1,200 more uh, dollars than CJ Anderson, I think he, he might have a field day, especially that Bill O'Brien loves to feed this running back. And which is, you know, opposite to what they were doing in Miami. So I think Miller might have a big day as well. Yeah, I like uh, I like all of those picks. And another one I consider is Zeke Elliott. Uh, after what we just saw D'Angelo Williams do to that Washington run defense, I think uh, we'll see that percentage of run plays shift over, which we talked about in our uh, takeaways podcast that we uploaded yesterday. Is you know Dak Prescott threw the ball forty five times, so you expect Zeke to get a few more handoffs to alleviate the pressure off Zeke especially against that secondary. You'd rather run the ball down their throat, so I think Zeke could be a, a really good option as well. Uh, we'll try and yep, hammer through the rest it. of these quickly. Uh, my sit's Todd Gurley at 8,900 versus Seattle. I just, I'm not, I'm not liking that lineup at all. I'm not liking the game script with Todd Gurley with Case Keenum at um, at quarterback. You just stack the box and dare Keenum to throw it, and I just think the poor, poor Gurley's going to be ruined by this Jeff Fisher and, and Los Angeles Rams um, organization. Feeling a little bit sorry for Gurley, aren't I? Yeah, you? yeah I, I do. I feel bad for him. He's an exciting, dynamic player, and he's just being wasted. Yeah, um, my sit this week is Jeremy Langford. I think people will see that he, you know, is a juicy price. But I think going up against um, the front seven of Philadelphia, they might have some weak spots in the secondary, but their front seven is stout. And I think he's not an exactly he's not exactly a dynamic runner, and I don't think he has that. Uh, much ability to make a player miss, and I think mm. his um, he his ability to create fantasy points is just purely based on workload and not so much the talent. That and I think even correct. if he does get a huge workload, this front seven will swallow him up. Mm. I couldn't agree more. My contrarian play is Duke Johnson this week, but you know after you mentioned Denny Woodhead at similar price and and CJ Anderson at a really good price, you probably will be avoiding this contrarian play, but I just think Duke Johnson's role will increase now with McCowan at quarterback. So that's just something to keep an eye on, I guess, moving forward. Uh, his price might actually get a little bit lower because he didn't didn't do too well last week. So I'm not sure how Moneyball calculate their prices and figures, but 
that's just one to keep an eye on, you know, going forward because um, Johnson averaged nearly 10 fantasy points a game with McCown at quarterback and only around seven with anyone else at quarterback. So um, same applies to Gary Barnage as well at that tight end. Yep. Uh, my contrarian play is James White. Depending on how the Patriots um, are going in their, in their in their second game with Garoppolo at the helm, I think that if they're if they're ahead, I think it's going to be a blount game. But if they're behind or they find themselves behind and they're needing to make plays, we've seen that Garoppolo likes the short dump off passes, and I think James White could then be in for a big day. But then again, that is a contrarian, and we don't know how the game's going to play out. Like we can under we will we can assume that um, players like, um, sorry, Gurley and that will have to play from behind and things like, you know, those games that the Rams will be most likely playing from behind against Seattle and things yep. like that. But we're still very, there's a lot of question marks around the New England Patriots, so we're not sure how they're going to play. So if they were if they were behind, I can see why having a decent game, but yeah, it all depends on game flow. Speaking of the Patriots, Julian Edelman is my start at wide receiver this week at 7,300 versus Miami. You mentioned the matchup, and I think the Miami front seven is going to really trouble uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he'll look to, and him and Belichick, the, the game plan will be really quick release, really short passes, you know, sort of what I call elongated handoffs. They're essentially really tiny short passes that you can almost hand the ball off, but I think Edelman will be the recipient of a lot of receptions and really quick releases from Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think that he'll have a chance to, you know, get a lot of yak yards after catch, and I think he'll be a, a good play against this Miami front seven, which is on a different level when you look at it compared to the Cardinals last week. So I think uh, Edelman is a good player this week. Isn't isn't the term yak just being thrown around a ridiculous amount? I love it, though. They even actually say yak on Madden. So really? Awesome. Yeah, they're like, oh, his yak ability. Anyway... <laughs> Um, I have two players that you just I feel that need to be started as wide receivers in Moneyball this week. Yep. So we, we spoke we spoke about it last week, and I'm pretty sure that you've mentioned him in your article that Antonio Brown is a must start at wide receiver. Yep. It doesn't matter who he's going up against; he just creates space and he just yep. creates. The only question mark. The only Go. question mark we have is what planet is he from? That's what I wrote in the article. Like, <laughs> where are, where is he from? Where was he born? I need answers. Yeah, he's he's a he's a crazy athlete, and I just think it, do, it doesn't really matter. He'll 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 still produce, and yeah, he's he's got a ridiculously high floor, which is above the ceiling of most players. The other player I think is Odell Beckham. I think going up against this Saints defense, he he has the opportunity to just to smoke every other wide receiver. I just think he has the ability. There's going to be, you know. This game has an endless amount of possibilities for him to score um, touchdowns and long touchdowns at that. So I think he's a player that if he goes off, I don't think anyone else is going to be. If he's sorry, if he's in your t- if he's in your lineup and he and he goes off, I think the amount of points that he's going to score is going to be you know so astronomical that anyone that doesn't have him will be regretting it significantly because I don't think anybody will be able to catch up to it. Mm, we'll wait and see. A sit for me is Des Bryant, $8,000 versus Washington. The talk is Josh Norman will be facing off against Bryant. I think the matchups, you know, Des Bryant versus Josh, Josh Norman suits Josh Norman quite well. Uh, you know, that's the Antonio Brown to Josh Norman matchup didn't quite suit as well. That's probably why Washington went with Breland, a little bit more speed. But I think Norman and Des, and after the way that they used Des last week, I'm just not confident in starting Des Bryant at $8,000 until I see him start to become a, a huge feature in this 
passing game. And as I said about Zeke Elliott, I expect the numbers of attempts to drop off. So, you know, when you have 45 attempts last week and Des Bryant only has one reception, the same amount as Jimmy Garoppolo and Blaine Gabbert, mind you, um, I'm just avoiding Des Bryant. In saying that, now that I've mentioned it, he'll probably go off. But, oh well. <laughs> probably. Um, my sit this week is might be a little bit surprising, but I'm going with uh, Mr. Mike Evans. Going up against Arizona, I think Arizona is going to be kind of slightly embarrassed after last week. I thought they went in there and thought, you know, they took it a bit easy thinking that they were going to come away with a win. And I think I think Bruce Arians would be, you know, would have fired this team up, especially the defense, and, you know, take no one lightly. And I think that uh, this defense, which has been known to be, you know, incredibly aggressive and, um, you know, just a playmaking defense, might have... Uh, yeah, might have something to say about what Evans and Co did last week. So I think people that see um, Evans' price the last week at seven thousand nine hundred, and you know the score that he put up, I think that they people might um, see him as a bargain. Where I don't think he'll be putting up those kind of numbers this week. Mm. I'd rather you know someone like Larry Fitzgerald for two hundred dollars cheaper in the same in the same game. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not two hundred dollars. That's $700. My math is uh, not good. Uh, all right. Uh, my contrarian play is Tyrell Williams, 4,500 versus Jacksonville. With Keenan Allen out of the lineup, Tyrell Williams will be the wide receiver two for the San Diego Chargers. And he flashed some ability last week. And he's been a preseason sort of favorite, fan favorite for a lot of fantasy football analysts, including our friend Mr. Sigmund Bloom, who tweeted us about Tyrell Williams and has mentioned him before. So I think against Jacksonville... He has a chance to um to put up uh, some big numbers. He didn't he didn't put up small numbers last week. He did he did okay and, and had 71 receiving yards. So even with Allen on the field, he was getting some targets. But I, I can see his target share just being astronomical. So if you need a really cheap play after stacking your lineup with Brown or OBJ, I think Tyrell Williams could be an option for you. I like it. I like it. But I like this player better. Like so I'm like going that. with. If you if you take one of my contrarian players such as Flacco or Simeon as quarterback and doubling down on their team, so if you go because there's question marks in regards to Demarius Thomas, if you pick up Emmanuel Sanders at seven thousand five hundred and pair him with Simeon and a you know he finds Sanders for a couple of touchdowns and things like that, this is the contrarian aspect of Moneyball and Daily Fantasy that. They both benefit from these these um, these touchdowns and these plays, but I, I really like the possibility of Mike Wallace going off against Cleveland at five thousand four hundred dollars with Flacco. I think that is that's mm. juicy. I think they're starting Mike Wallace uh, alongside Steve Smith, but I think you know Mike Wallace is still just as fast as he's ever been. It's 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 frustrating, and you never know when he's going to go off. But he's, he's you know. He has that ability, and especially against this Cleveland Browns team, which even though Carson Wentz has a nice deep ball, Flacco has you know top three deep balls in the league. So yep. I think Flacco to Wallace might be a connection that could reap the benefits for fantasy owners. Yeah, Wallace is the ultimate contrarian. He's huge risk, huge reward. Like he is the ultra ultimate like textbook contrarian player. It's, it's a it's a good one from you. We'll move on to tight end, and my must start is Delaney Walker at six thousand five hundred. Hey! Versus Tennessee, we doubled down. We doubled. No, we 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 love some Walker the Wooten White boys. There we go. I have him also. Yeah, Tennessee just got. Uh, sorry, Detroit, who he's playing against, just got torched by the tight end for three touchdowns and, and a lot of yardage from Andrew Luck. And their defense isn't good, and we expect that Jim Bob Cooter offense to put up plenty of points. So I'm expecting 
Tennessee to you know throw the ball in the second half to try and play catch up or at least stay in that match if it's going to be another old fashioned shootout. I think Detroit's going to be in a few shootout, fair few shootouts this year, and I think Walker uh, he'll find the end zone this week. I'm I'm putting that in in stone. He'll he'll have a touchdown this week. Nice. Um, well, going off the back of that, my um, I couldn't agree more with anything you just said. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, my 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 avoid this week will be Jack Doyle. I think people are going to see that he's 4,500, that he scored, you know, ridiculous last week. And I think they're going to, people will be like, oh, this guy's, you know, a bargain. Like, you know, like other players, like Mark Evans and like the uh, the rest of the players that I've mentioned already. But yep. I don't, This it's not going to happen again. <laughs> it's it's a one-off. People that aren't, you know, familiar with uh, fantasy football or DFS or things like that, the uh, the Denver Broncos defense won't allow that to happen, or that's it's just a fluke anyway. I don't think if he went out again, he wouldn't score that 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 many points. So oh, uh, I wrote that in my article about Doyle. I don't think it is a fluke. I don't expect him to have two touchdowns again, but not not this week anyway against this defense. But it wouldn't shock me if he has multiple touchdown games in the future, um, because they let Kobe Fleener walk because they're happy with who they had at tight end, and Jack Doyle played significant snaps last year, and he's quietly you know sneaky underrated, but. I agree with you this week. He's, he is a guy that I probably wouldn't touch. But, you know, if you really, if you need a cheat tight end, I wouldn't say no to it. Uh, no, I've got another drama to go for my contrarian straight up. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Price. Yep. I have Virgil Green. Yeah, great. Virgil Green, Virgil Green at the same price going up against the Colts. I think he he showed last week that he you know he has some sort of rapport with Trevor Simeon. Yep. And I know we've mentioned uh, we're mentioning a lot of Broncos against the Colts defense, but you know it's for it's for a reason. And uh, yeah, Virgil Green has you know every opportunity to um, completely double the points that would you know you usually get from four point five thousand mm. points tight end. Yep. Uh, my my sit was just the New England tight ends. I think until Brady comes back, I'm just avoiding that whole situation. Even if Gronk is healthy and playing, I just I might just wait wait until Brady's back because I just trust Gronk so much more when Brady's back, and then he'll be pretty much the must start every week from here on out. But um, my contrarian is Will. That was, that was kind of our thing last year. Right, yeah. is Gronk playing. Yeah, right, he's just start. And my contrarian was Will Ty, five thousand two hundred versus New Orleans. Um, if you if you can't get OBJ. Um, in your lineup, there's a there's a guy that you can stack with Eli Manning as someone who could see some uh, end zone red zone work and and score a touchdown. Let's just move on to yep. de- defense now. And before we wrap it up, I think there's only two defenses that you can really play this week. Would you agree? Well, I, I just wrote one because I wouldn't. I don't want to look past any other thing. I think they might have a field day. And that is Seattle. Yeah, I think at 5,000, you, you can't say no to it. Carolina is someone you can consider if you do end up having money left over at 7,200 versus San Fran, but I think Seattle 5,000 against Case Keenum. <laughs> Please, take that every day. If you look at what uh, the 49ers defense did, <laughs> and you yep. know you can see what Seattle's got. By the way, Bennett just gets better every year. It's crazy. Guy's great. He's incredible. He is. Um, any kicker love? I just think anyone from that Oakland, Atlanta, or New, you know, New Orleans, New York game. I think there'll be a plenty of points, so I can see someone, um, you know, be, being having a big game from that. I, I lean towards the Atlanta kicker only because Jack Del Rio has shown the uh, testicular fortitude to possibly go for for two <laughs> points here and there. Yeah, I've I I said both um, Aguayo or Aguayo again. I, I mentioned him last week, and yep. I, uh, Nick Novak. I think they're both at four thousand five hundred, so they're both at 
the lowest price you can get them at. And I think they're going up against defenses that, you know, can stop, um, you know, t- you c- will prevent teams from entering the uh, the end zone. So I think there might be a few field goal opportunities there. Yep. All right. Perfect. All right. Well, that's um, that's, Beautiful. that's the show. That's our uh, start. By since... the way. Yep. By the way, out of. What, what, when did I come uh, last week? I come 16th out of 291. So not bad. Not bad for week one from Woos. Mm. I um I put my lineup in and then I had a lot of money left over and I talked myself out of Matt Stafford and ended up taking Russell Wilson because I thought, oh, that's the biggest Vegas spread and he'll he's an elite option and that didn't t- quite pan out well. So that really affected me. But my other picks, you know, it ended up all right. It's just that quarterback points. It was like 20, 30 points. It just slid me down those ratings. Yeah, if you uh, if you followed um, the article that we wrote last week, that we had Stafford, we said Brown, we said, you know, a few other players, they all, they all came through. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, it, it is tempting, like the psychology of it. If you have money left over, you're like, oh, I can improve my team. But sometimes the cheaper option just ends up having a bigger game. They have a better matchup. It's just sometimes you have yeah. to submit a especially team. Especially in these early weeks. Especially in these early weeks. Yeah, you can submit a team with like 2,000 salary remaining, and it's, it is tough. But I wish you could get extra <laughs> points for having the salary remaining, but that's a Totally different topic. But anyway, <laughs> that's um, that's the show. I hope you enjoyed our first uh, Moneyball DFS podcast of the season. Please head to moneyball.com.au. Follow them on Twitter, at Moneyball. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just Moneyball, C-O-M-A-U. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Woot and Y. You can follow me on Twitter, at J-Y-N-F-L. You can follow Woot. At Woot, etc. And, yeah, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Wooshka, Radio Hub. And uh, that's it. We'll be back next week for week three. Yeah.